The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. A happy Tuesday. Good news day to you. Good morning. I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Tuesday, August 1st, 2023. Tuesday of the 17th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the memorial of St. Alphonsus Mary Liguori. He was born in 1696 near Naples, Italy. At the early age of 16, he graduated in law. Then, in spite of all opposition, he entered the ecclesiastical state. In 1726, he was ordained a priest. In 1732, God called him to found the Congregation of the Most Holy Redeemer, the Redemptorists, with the object of laboring for the salvation of the most abandoned souls. He labored incessantly at the work of the missions until about 1756, when he was appointed Bishop of St. Agatha, a diocese he governed until 1775, when broken by age and infirmity, he resigned his office to retire to his convent, where he died in 1787. St. Alphonsus Liguori, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My God, I adore you, and I love you with all my heart. I thank you for having created me, made me a Christian, and preserved me this night. I offer you the actions of this day. Grant that all of them may be in accordance with your holy will and for your greater glory. Protect me from sin and from all evil. Let your grace be always with me and with all my dear ones. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that World Youth Day in Lisbon will help young people to live and witness the gospel in their own lives. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. In today's gospel, Jesus is approached by his disciples who want him to explain his parable of the darnel or weeds in the field. And so Jesus gives a lengthy explanation to them. And he points out that the sower of the good seed is Jesus himself. The field is the world. The good seed is the subjects of the kingdom, that's the kingdom of God. The darnel or the weeds, he calls the subjects of the evil one, that's the devil, of course. The enemy who sowed them, the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, the reapers are all the angels. And then Jesus talks about what happens to those weeds, the darnel, that it is gathered up, he says, and burnt in the fire. And Jesus then explains that, well, at the end of time, that's what will happen. The angels will be sent and they will gather those who provoke offenses and all who do evil. And then in, in words that are 
quite hard, really. Jesus says that they are thrown into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and grinding of teeth. That, of course, is hell. But, on the other hand, the virtuous, they will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Listen, anyone who has ears. Jesus is explaining to us one of the hardest truths of our faith, and that is the existence of hell, a place of everlasting sorrow, a burning furnace, where there's this weeping and grinding of teeth, showing remorse. And the question then immediately occurs to all of us, I'm sure, how could a person merit to go to such a place? And there's no easy answer to that. The thing is a mystery because sin and evil is a mystery. That is, it is a bit beyond our comprehension, really. But in, in the passage, Jesus does give us a hint at something of an answer to that question. Because in it, he says that those who are going to heaven at the end, for them, God is their father. He says, these, the virtuous, will shine, Jesus says, like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whereas those who are damned, who are going to hell, they are the subjects, the subjects of the evil one, the devil. Subjects, in other words, the, the devil's kingdom is their kingdom. The good, the good, those who are virtuous, are, they are they're children of their father in heaven. Whereas those who provoke offenses and do evil somehow correspond to that. They somehow become like the devil. They are his natural subjects. Elsewhere in the gospel, St. John gives us, um, sorry, not in the gospel, it's in the, fir the first letter of St. John. He points out, again, quite strong words, something that's very similar, where he says, to sin, to, sorry, to lead a sinful life is to belong to the devil. In this way, we distinguish the children of God from the children of the devil. Wow, wow, they are hard words as well. Children of God and children of the devil. And to, to lead a sinful life is to belong to the devil. So just like the virtuous person who does good continually to their, through their, throughout their life, they become more and more a child of God. And they become more and more like God. And therefore, on the other hand, the person who continually does more and more evil, they become, in a sense, more and more like the devil. And St. John actually uses that very striking, maybe shocking phrase, they become children of the devil. Those words kind of point out to us, I think, how we have to really fear sin. Sin is not just something we do, like a bad score or something that's clocked up somewhere. Rather, sin has the effect of changing us for the worse, much the worse. Whereas doing the good actions changes for much the better. It reminds me a little bit of that lovely book, Pinocchio. And remember, I'm sure you know the story of Pinocchio, this little puppet, spoiler alert, um, little wooden puppet that really is destined to become like his maker, the carpenter his father, really. But there's also a chance that he could become a slave of this evil kind of, um, well, kind of merchant who crosses paths with him, who wants to enslave him through, through trickery. And it's a real picture of the devil, God on the one hand and the devil on the other.
And then this little puppet can choose to become one or the other, like his father, his good father, the carpenter, or like this slave driver. It was an evil man. And Pinocchio, through really foolishness largely, he does a whole lot of stupid things. And then at a certain dramatic point in the, the story of Pinocchio, he ends up uh, waking up in the morning, looking himself in the mirror, and he found that instead of his microscopic ears, as, as the author tells us, he has grown these huge ears, 10 inches long, of a donkey. And he's horrified as he looks in the mirror at the, well, it's not a proper mirror, it's a basin of water that he looks into. And he sees these, these long, long ears. And then he's, he's crying and shrieking and screaming about this. And then his friend, uh, who's also been as stupid as him and as kind of sinful in a way, he comes knocking the door. And when he comes in, it turns out that this fellow has started turning into a donkey. And initially, Pinocchio starts laughing. Uh, but as he's laughing, he starts stumbling around and he too starts turning into a donkey. As they run around the room, the two of their arms turn into legs, their faces lengthened into snouts, and their backs became covered with long grey hairs. And then, as they're crying and crying, the crying turns into the brain of a donkey. The two guys. Anyway, I'm not going to give anything more away. You have to read the book or watch the film. Uh, but the story is, is very, very clever in, in the sense we're representing the transformation. We can be changed into a child, child of God, or we can be changed into a beast, the donkey. And that is the terrible transformation that you and I are capable of, of undergoing, kind of changing into a little devil, which is a terrible thing, or changing into a child of God. Both these transformations take place very gradually, not, not as quickly as Pinocchio's transformation into a donkey. In fact, they take place over time, normally over time. And today is also the feast of the very famous moralist and writer, St. Alphonsus Liguri, who died on this day in 1787. And as it so happens, there's no connection with the gospel directly, but as it so happens, he wrote a whole book about hell. And the, the title of the book is, What Will Hell Be Like? Well, we hope not to find out. We could read the book, but that's as close as we should get. But he makes this very important point there. He says, you don't, if you don't want to go to hell, what you have to do, what I have to do, is pray. Now read the passage out. He says, whoever prays is certainly saved. He who does not is certainly damned. All the blessed have been saved by prayer. All the damned have been lost through not praying. If they had prayed, they would not have been lost. And this is, and will be, their greatest torment in hell, to think how easily they might have been saved just by asking God for his grace, but that now it is too late. Their time of prayer is gone. So we could ask St. Alfonso Liguri, help us. Help us be very faithful to prayer, even here are 10 minutes with Jesus, perhaps each day. We're praying. And in this prayer, always, no matter what else is happening, this is helping us to become more and more children of our Father God, more and more like God. So how important it is to let us keep up this practice of daily prayer. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. 
I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find a lot more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. We'll begin this day of prayer in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today we're celebrating St. Alphonsus Liguori, the founder of the Redemptorists. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And And my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia! The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in His hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to Him. The dry land, too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia! Come, then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia! Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah, they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia! Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, 
and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia! Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Is just, he will defend the poor. The, the Lord, Lord is just, just. He, he will, will defend, defend the, the poor. poor. Lord, why do you stand afar off and hide yourself in times of distress? The poor man is devoured by the pride of the wicked, he is caught in the schemes that others have made. For the wicked man boasts of his heart's desires, the covetous blasphemes and spurns the Lord. In his pride, the wicked says, He will not punish. There is no God. Such are his thoughts. 
His path is ever untroubled. Your judgment is far from his mind. His enemies regard him with contempt. He thinks, never shall I falter. Misfortune shall never be my lot. His mouth is full of cursing, guile, oppression, mischief, and deceit under his tongue. He lies in wait among the reeds, the innocent he murders in secret. His eyes are on the watch for the helpless man. He lurks in hiding like a lion in his lair. He lurks in hiding to seize the poor. He seizes the poor man and drags him away. He crouches, preparing to spring, and the helpless fall beneath his strength. He thinks in his heart, God forget, he hides his face, he does not see. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Arise then, Lord, lift up your hand. O God, do not forget the poor. Why should the wicked spurn the Lord and think in his heart, he will not punish? But you have seen the trouble and sorrow. You note it. You take it in hand. The helpless trusts himself to you, for you are the helper of the orphan. Break the power of the wicked and the sinner. Punish his wickedness till nothing remains. The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen shall perish from the land he rules. Lord, you hear the prayer of the poor. You strengthen their hearts. You turn your ear to protect the rights of the orphan and oppressed, so that mortal man may strike terror no more. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Rise up, Lord, in defense of your people. Do not hide your face from our troubles. Father of orphans, wealth of the poor, we rejoice in making you known. May we find comfort and security in times of pain and anxiety. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. The The words of the Lord are true, like like silver from the furnace. Help, O Lord, for good men have vanished. Truth has gone from the sons of men. Falsehood they speak one to another, with lying lips, with a false heart. May the Lord destroy all lying lips, the tongue that speaks high-sounding words, those who say, Our tongue is our strength, our lips are our own, who is our master? For the poor who are oppressed and the needy who groan, I myself will arise, says the Lord. I will grant them the salvation for which they thirst. The words of the Lord are words without alloy silver from the furnace, seven times refined. It is you, O Lord, who will take us in your care and protect us forever from this generation. See how the wicked prowl on every side, while the worthless are prized highly by the sons of men. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Your light is true light, Lord, and your truth shines like the day. Direct us to salvation through your life-giving word. May we be saved by always embracing your word. The The words of the Lord are true, like like silver from the furnace. You will hear the word from my mouth. You will tell others what I have said. A reading from the second letter of the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians. There is really no need for me to write to you about this collection for the members of the church. I already know your willingness and boast about you to the Macedonians with respect to it, saying that Achaia has been ready since last year. Your zeal has stirred up most of them. I nonetheless send the brothers so that our claims for you in this regard may not be shown empty. I do so so that you may be ready, as I have been saying you are, lest any Macedonians come to me and find you unready. Then I should be put to shame to say nothing of you for having had this trust. I have thought it necessary to exhort the brothers to go to you and arrange in advance for the bountiful gift you have already promised. It should be ready as a gracious gift, not as an exaction. Let me say this much. He who sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Everyone must give according to what he has inwardly decided, not sadly, not grudgingly, for God loves a cheerful giver. God can multiply his favors among you so that you may always have enough of everything, and even a surplus for good works, as it is written. He scattered abroad and gave to the poor. His justice endures forever. He who supplies seed for the sower and bread for the eater will provide in abundance. He will multiply the seed you sow and increase your generous yield. In every way your liberality is enriched. Through us it results in thanks offered to God. The administering of this public benefit not only supplies the needs of the members of the church, but also overflows in much gratitude to God. Because of your praiseworthy service, they are glorifying God for your obedient faith in the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with all. They pray for you longingly because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. The Word of the Lord. Give to others and you will receive good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For For whatever whatever measure measure you you give give to others others will be the measure you receive. Each person should give according to what he has inwardly decided, not grudgingly or under compulsion. 
For whatever measure you give to others will be the measure you receive. A reading from a sermon by St. Alphonsus Liguori, Bishop. All holiness and perfection of soul lies in our love for Jesus Christ, our God, who is our Redeemer and our supreme good. It is part of the love of God to acquire and to nurture all the virtues which make a man perfect. Has not God in fact won for himself a claim on all our love? From all eternity he has loved us, and it is in this vein that he speaks to us. O man, consider carefully that I first loved you. You had not yet appeared in the light of day, nor did the world yet exist, but already I loved you. From all eternity I have loved you. Since God knew that man is enticed by favors, he wished to bind him to his love by means of his gifts. I want to catch men with the snares, those chains of love in which they allow themselves to be entrapped, so that they will love me. And all the gifts which he bestowed on man were given to this end. He gave him a soul, made it in his likeness, and endowed him with memory, intellect, and will. He gave him a body equipped with the senses. It was for him that he created heaven and earth and such an abundance of things. He made all these things out of love for man so that all creation might serve man, and man in turn might love God out of gratitude for so many gifts. But he did not wish to give us only beautiful creatures. The truth is that to win for himself our love, he went so far as to bestow upon us the fullness of himself. The Eternal Father went so far as to give us his only Son. When he saw that we were all dead through sin and deprived of his grace, what did he do? Compelled, as the Apostle says, by the superabundance of his love for us, he sent his beloved Son to make reparation for us and to call us back to a sinless life. By giving us his Son, whom he did not spare precisely so that he might spare us, he bestowed on us at once every good, grace, love, and heaven. For all these goods are certainly inferior to the Son. He who did not spare his own Son, but handed him over for all of us, how could he fail to give us along with his Son all good things? The Lord fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him. Everyone who is a child of God does not sin, for God's seed remains in him. The Lord watches over all who love him. Let us pray. O God, who constantly raise up in your church new examples of virtue, grant that we may follow so closely in the footsteps of the Bishop St. Alphonsus in his zeal for souls as to attain the same rewards that are his in heaven. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. What's all this about weeds in the field? The Lord explains in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. 
Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's the Memorial of St. Alphonsus Liguori, Tuesday, August 1st, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek, and it's true that sometimes the disciples needed to have things explained to them. Jesus didn't put them down for this, he just explained. Today, he explains the parable of the weeds in the field from the 13th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Then he left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples came to him. Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. And the good seed means the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the close of the age. And the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the close of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers and throw them into the furnace of fire. There, men will weep and gnash their teeth. Then, the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. We're celebrating St. Alphonsus Liguori, and one thing he was known for was his love of the Blessed Virgin. And he did a very good job of explaining this devotion in many of his writings. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 7, Special Feasts. The role of mediator consists in uniting or joining together two extremes. Jesus Christ is the only and perfect mediator between God and man, since, as both God and man, he offers his own death a sacrifice of infinite value to reconcile mankind with God. However, this does not prevent the angels and saints, and in a singular way Our Lady, from acting as mediators too. Mary's maternal duty for the sake of mankind in no way lessens or obscures the unique mediation of Christ, but actually shows forth its efficacy. All the salvific influence of the Blessed Virgin for men originates not from some inner necessity, but from the divine pleasure. It shines forth from the superabundance of the merits of Christ, rests on his mediation, depends entirely on it, and draws all its power from it. The Blessed Virgin, the spiritual mother of the daughters and sons of God, is especially our mother since she presents our prayers and works to the Lord on our behalf and passes on the gifts of grace from God to us. She redirects any of our less-than-completely upright petitions so that they may be fruitful for us. As the Mother of God, Our Lady has a special place alongside the Blessed Trinity. As the Mother of Mankind, she has the divine charge of caring for her pilgrim children who are still on the way to the home of our common Father. We often encounter her in our everyday life, 
and can enjoy the consolation of her presence. Where would we be without her constant vigilance over us and the assurance of her ever-outstretched hand? Why are the prayers of Mary so efficacious in the sight of God? asks St. Alphonsus rhetorically. He responds, The prayers of the saints are the prayers of servants. The prayers of Mary are those of a mother. From this standpoint, they derive their authority and potency. Since Jesus loves his mother immensely, it is impossible for him to hear her prayer without being moved. To prove it, Alphonsus recalls the wedding feast at Cana, where the Lord worked his first miracle through the intercession of Our Lady. They had run out of wine, and as a result the bride and groom were in a tight corner. No one asked the Blessed Virgin to intercede with her son for the sake of the disconcerted couple. In the end, though, the heart of Mary was moved to take upon herself the role of intercessor. She asked the miracle from her son, though no one else dared to do so. The saint concludes, If Our Lady works like this without her being asked, what might she do if we were confidently to beseech her? How can she fail to hear our petitions? On today's feast, we ask St. Alphonsus Liguori to gain for us the grace of loving Our Lady here on earth as much as he himself loved her. Let us work to spread devotion to her among our family and friends. With Mary at our side, we will reach our apostolic and spiritual goals sooner, more, and better. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. We turn to prayer once again. We turn with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The man whose deeds are blameless and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. The man whose deeds are blameless and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. O gates, lift high your heads. Grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant. The Lord, the valiant in war. O gates, lift high your heads. Grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter the King of glory. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen.
King of glory, Lord of power and might, cleanse our hearts from all sin, preserve the innocence of our hands, and keep our minds from vanity, so that we may deserve your blessing in your holy place. The man man whose whose deeds deeds are blameless and 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 whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. Blessed be God who lives forever because his kingdom lasts for all ages. For he scourges and then has mercy. He casts down to the depths of the nether world and he brings up from the great abyss. No one can escape his hand. Praise him, you Israelites, before the Gentiles. For though he has scattered you among them, he has shown you his greatness even there. Exalt him before every living being, because he is the Lord our God, our Father and God forever. He scourged you for your iniquities, but will again have mercy on you all. He will gather you from all the Gentiles among whom you have been scattered. When you turn back to him with all your heart to do what is right before him, then he will turn back to you and no longer hide his face from you. So now consider what he has done for you and praise him with full voice. Bless the Lord of righteousness and exalt the King of all the ages. In the land of my exile, I praise him and show his power and majesty to a sinful nation. Turn back, you sinners, do the right, do the right before him. Perhaps he may look with favor upon you and show you mercy. As for me, I exalt my God, and my spirit rejoices in the King of heaven. Let all men speak of his majesty and sing his praises in Jerusalem. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Praise Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. Ring out your joy to the Lord, O you just, for praise is fitting for loyal hearts. Give thanks to the Lord upon the harp. With a ten-string lute, sing him songs. Oh, sing him a song that is new. Play loudly. Play with all your skill. For the word of the Lord is faithful, and all his works to be trusted. The Lord loves justice and right, and fills the earth with his love. By his word the heavens were made. By the breath of his mouth all the stars. He collects the waves of the ocean. He stores up the depths of the sea. Let all the earth fear the Lord. All who live in the world revere him. He spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, it sprang into being. He frustrates the designs of the nations. He defeats the plans of the peoples. 
His own designs shall stand forever, the plans of his heart from age to age. They are happy who God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own. From the heavens the Lord looks forth, he sees all the children of men. From the place where he dwells, he gazes on all the dwellers of the earth. He who shapes the hearts of them all and considers all their deeds. A king is not saved by his army, nor a warrior preserved by his strength. A vain hope for safety is the horse. Despite its power, it cannot save. The Lord looks on those who revere him, on those who hope in his love to rescue their souls from death, to keep them alive in famine. Our soul is waiting for the Lord. The Lord is our help and our shield. In him do our hearts find joy. We trust in his holy name. May your love be upon us, O Lord, as we place all our hope in you. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and it will be forever. Amen. Nourish your people, Lord, for we hunger for your word. Rescue us from the death of sin, and fill us with your mercy, that we may share your presence and the joys of all the saints. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. A reading from the Book of Wisdom Simply I learn about wisdom, and ungrudgingly do I share. Her riches I do not hide away. For to men she is an unfailing treasure. Those who gain this treasure win the friendship of God, to whom the gifts they have from discipline commend them. Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. With joyful praise, let the church tell forth the wisdom of the saints. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. Those who are learned will be as radiant as the sky in all its beauty. Those who instruct the people in goodness will shine like the stars for all eternity. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, 
to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Those who are learned will be as radiant as the sky in all, all its beauty. Those who instruct the people in goodness will shine like the stars for all eternity. Christ is the Good Shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. Let us praise and thank him as we pray. Nourish your people, Lord. Christ, you decided to show your merciful love through your holy shepherds. Let your mercy always reach us through them. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your vicars, you continue to perform the ministry of Shepherd of Souls. Direct us always through our leaders. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your holy ones, the leaders of your people, you served as physician of our bodies and our spirits. Continue to fulfill your ministry of life and holiness in us. Nourish your people, Lord. You taught your flock through the prudence and love of your saints. Grant us continual growth in holiness under the direction of our pastors. Nourish your people, Lord. Now let us offer the prayer Christ has given us as the model for all prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, who constantly raise up in your church new examples of virtue, grant that we may follow so closely in the footsteps of the Bishop St. Alphonsus in his zeal for souls as to attain the same rewards that are his in heaven. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. I've met a few Redemptorist priests in my life and read some very fine publications that the Order has put out, so a happy feast day today to all Redemptorists the order founded by our saint of the day, Alphonsus Liguori. Morning air is coming up next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. 10 Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.